0: Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shem L. I am your host, Brother Shem L, and I'm excited to be back with another episode. Um, First, as always, um, for those who wish to um, check me out, Outside of this, you um, you can contact me via my website, which is www.sheml.com That's S H E M hyphen E uh, L dot where uh, you can communicate with me, send me a message. You also can uh, check out my videos, my podcasts. Uh, check out the books. If you're interested in purchasing my books, also you'll have the opportunity to uh, get a free course lesson where you can uh, check it out for yourself and give me feedback. If you're interested in pursuing and uh, enrolling in the beta um, in the beta group for the MetaMind Mastery Mentorship, uh, just let me know. Um, And as always, I thank each and every one of my supporters, uh, my date ones, um, those who are new, um, those who have been checking me out um, as of recently, and my future ones to come. I appreciate all the support I've been getting. Um, Special honors to one of my my dear teachers, uh, Brother Corbett Bay, She Corbett Bay. Um, um special shout out to him for his support as always and his um his wisdom that he always shares with me. I appreciate it. Um also um uh, wanna thank everyone who had uh taken the time to check out um the previous podcast, which is also on YouTube, the interview that I did with Dr. Jose. Pimienta Bay. I want to give a special honors to him, uh, a great scholar and a humble soul. It was an absolute pleasure interviewing him. And for those who have not had the opportunity to check out that interview, please check it out. Um, You can either check it out on my podcast or you can watch it on my YouTube channel. Shem L is the name of my YouTube channel and you are in for a treat a wealth of information it it was just awesome so without further ado i'm going to get into the topic of today which is pinnacle of wisdom and i'm actually going to read um, chapter 39 of the circle 7 which is entitled pinnacle of wisdom and we're just going to go into it in depth and uh really give a good breakdown Uh, To the best of my ability. um, Exercising my five senses. And my measure of understanding. um, To kind of give deeper insight. On this chapter. So I'll start from verse one. As the eye. Of the morning to the lark. As the shade. Of the evening to the owl. As honey to the bee. Or as the carcass. To the vulture, even such is life unto the heart of man. Though bright, it dazzleth not. Though obscure, it displeaseth not. Though sweet, it cloyeth not. Though corrupt, it forbiddeth not. Yet, who is he that knoweth its true value? learn to esteem as thou art then art thou near the pinnacle of wisdom think not with the fool that nothing is more valuable nor believe with the pretended wise that thou oughtest to condemn it love it not thyself but for the good it may be of to others gold cannot buy it for thee neither minds of diamonds purchase back the moment thou has lo- now lost it employ the succeeding ones in virtue say not that it were best not to have been born or if born that it has been best to die early neither dare dare thou to ask of thy creator Where has been the evil had I not existed? Good is thy power. The want of good is evil. And if thy question be just, lo, it condemneth thee. Would the fish swallow the bait if he knew the hook were hidden therein? Would the lion enter the toils if he saw they were prepared for him? So neither Were the soul to perish with this clay Neither would a merciful father have created him No, hence thou shalt live afterwards As the bird enclosed in the cage before he seeth it Yet teareth not his flesh against his sides So neither labor thou vainly To run the state thou art in But know it is allotted thee And be content with it. Though its ways are uneven, yet they are not all painful. Accommodate thyself to all. And where there is the least appearance of evil, suspect the greatest danger. When thy bed is straw, thou sleepest in security. But when thou stretchest thyself on roses, beware of the thorns. A good death is better than an evil life. Strive, therefore, to live as that long as thou oughtest, not as long as thou canst. While thy life is to others worth more than thy death, it is thy duty to preserve it. Complain not with the fool of the shortness of thy time. Remember... Thy days, thy cares, are shortened. Take from the period of thy life the useless part of it, and what remaineth. Take off the time of thy infancy, thy second infancy of age, thy sleep, thy thoughtless hours, thy days of sickness, and even at thy fullness of years, how few seasons has truly numbered. He who gave thee life as a blessing Shorten it To make it even more so To what end Would longer life have served thee Wishes thou To have had An opportunity of more vices As to the good Will not he Who limited thy span Be satisfied with the fruits of it To what end O oh child of sorrow wouldst thou live longer To breathe to eat to see the world all this that has done often already too frequent repetition is it not tiresome or is it not superfluous wouldst thou improve thy wisdom and thy virtue alas what art thou to know or who is it that shall teach thee. Badly thou employest the little thou hast. Dare not, therefore, to complain that the more is not given thee. Repine not at thy want of knowledge. It must perish within the grave. Be honest here. Thou shalt be wise hereafter. Say not unto the crow, Why numberest thou seven times thy Lord? Or to the fawn? Why are thine eyes to to see my offspring a hundred generations? Are these to be compared with thee in the abuse of life? Are they riotous? Are they cruel? Are they ungrateful? Learn from them, rather, that innocence of manners are the path of good old age. Knowest thou to employ life better than these? Then less of it may suffice thee, man, who dares enslave the world when he knows he can enjoy his tyranny, but for a moment. What would he not aim at if he were immortal? Enough have thou of life, but regardless, it's not. Thou art not in want of it, O oh man. But thou art prodigal, thou threwest it lightly away as if thou hast more than enough, and yet thou repinest that it is not gathered again unto thee. Know that it is not abundance which maketh rich, but economy. The wise continue to live from the, his first period. The fool is always beginning. Labor not after riches first and think thou will afterwards enjoy them. He who neglected the present moment throweth away all that he hath, As the arrow passes through the heart while the warrior knew not that it was coming, so shall his life be taken away before he knoweth that he have it what then is life that man should desire it? what breathing that he should covet it is it not a scene of delusion a series of misadventures a pursuit of evils linked on all sides together in the beginning it is ignorance pain is in its middle and its end is sorrow as one wave pushes on another Till both are involved in that behind them, even so succeedeth evil to evil in the life of man. The greater and the present swallow up the lesser and the past. Our terrors are real evils. Our expectations look forward into impossibilities, fools, to dread as mortals, and to desire as if immortal. What part of life is it that we should wish to remain with us? Is it youth? Can we be in love with outrage, licentiousness, and temerity? Temerity? Is it age? Then we are fond of infirmities. It is said, gray hairs are revered in length of days and honor. Virtue can add reverence to the bloom of youth, and without it, age plants more wrinkles in the soul than on the forehead. Is age respected because it hated riot? What justice is in this when it is not age that despises pleasure, but pleasure that despises age? Be virtuous while thou art young so shall thy age be honored and I just want and that is the end of that so this is a considerably long chapter uh, how many verses this? this is uh, 34 verses in this chapter this is for this particular book is considerably long but I wanted to read the entire chapter and we're going to go back and break down sections of it because it unpacks a lot um, in terms of life this particular chapter is dealing with life of man physical life and its meaning and its purpose and where man should be How, what should be the state of mind of man with life to have a a greater comprehension of what it is. So um, one of the things I want to point out, and this is something I'll be getting more into, drilling more into is the fact that the spiritual person, the spiritual man and woman uh, knows that and realizes that physical life is a short stop on a long journey, that this is not the end. Um, as mentioned in chapter 1 of the circle 7 it says man is not the body nor the soul but he's a spirit and a part of the omnipotent where it says in there Allah okay so you're a part of the divine and in saying that we tend to ponder the meaning of life and the significance of life and while we live on this plane of things made manifest, while we live in this physical form having a higher self and a lower self, which is the body of desires the carnal uh, the carnal self this physical form we are subject and subjugated to things of this world, meaning uh, we have to operate in a way where we are constantly looking to sustain this frame. Okay, so thus, in the very beginning of the chapter, it says, "As the eye to the morning, eye the morning to the lark; as the shade." Of the evening to the owl, as honey to the bee, or as carcass to the vulture, even such as life unto the heart of man, to the very core of man. Life, just living, is viewed as essential. Just living. If we look at today's society, and this is not, it's not new we live in a society where health is a big thing physical health is a big thing overall health is important but more focus is placed on physical health than spiritual health and, and even mental health but definitely like for example now there's a conversation about mental health because um certain uh, olympians have taken time off uh from performing in the the events due to mental health so where they're physically strong and they revered it for their physical prowess, mentally they're shattered right nobody talks about the spiritual and so with that said you'll see a lot of advertisements a lot of promotions a lot of things focus shows that focus on physical health the new diet the keto diet the uh, the new supplements to give you energy that uh you know you know it's all natural no GMOs organic whatever and these things are have its place they are important but when it comes to the spiritual aspect we tend to dismiss it we will even be more inclined to be uh, I should say be more invested in extraordinary capabilities of a physical aspect but we'll, and we'll buy into that but when we speak of the spirit we like oh that's 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 unreal that's a myth it's not true um, it, it reminds me of um, I've been lately watching these Marvel um, shows on Netflix and uh, one of them is the Iron Fish and, um, and interestingly enough the way they have the shows all of them, all of these characters from these various different shows show up on each other's show from time to time but the one particular character who, who plays Iron Fist he always talks about the chi, and the funny thing is that um, most of the time, more often than not, the character, the other characters from these other shows that he has the conversation with about chi, even though they've seen um, amazing things, they can do amazing things, they they know all this. So oh, but when he said, "Oh, it's the chi," you know, it's the chi in you. They oh, that's hokey pocus. All right, they dismiss it. That was a the reoccurring theme in the conversations when this character would have the conversation about Chi, which I thought was very interesting because it is, again, uh, Marvel. You know, it's kind of similar to the aspect of the um, Doctor Strange uh, movie. But I say all that to say, you know, we're dealing with energy. You know, a lot of this is dealing with energy that we we are not the general masses of us are not taking time to really explore. So when we look at life, right, the life force and that gets into the aspect of the soul, the spirit, um, as mentioned in verse seven. Of the pinnacle of wisdom. Where it says. Would the fish swallow the bait. If he knew the hook were hidden therein. Would the lion enter the toes. If he saw they were prepared for him. So neither were the soul. To perish with this clay. Neither would a merciful father have created him. No hence. Thou shall live afterwards. So. Keeping in mind of this. Right. The soul. And of course we know. The soul created faith gave the spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul. He gave to the soul a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest. So keeping in mind this, this three, this threefold of man with spirit, soul, and body, right? You see where the aspect of where we're getting into us not being able, the carnal minded man not being able to realize those intricacies of the higher vibrations you know um, the higher planes of life because we are to we come to a state of falling humanity that's what falling humanity is the falling humanity is that which is not Uh, raised been raised to the highest plane of life, you know. Um, and that's the purpose of these lessons for that. So, when you get into it and you think of this, I'll just give this real quick the body, even when the blood and the oxygen and all these things come into play there is a force that animates that because even with that a person can die right and they'll still have blood in their body their their lungs will still be filled with oxygen but something is off right the body is there everything it takes To live is there And we're not talking about A person who's dying of old age Right Or who got their head cut off Or anything like that We're just saying something That could be a form of disease Or just What they call Natural causes Where the person just dies Their body is still able to Their body is still Before the uh, rigor mortis sets in Their body is still A body that is fit to live Okay and they will expire on certain days and it's not that every physical person dies at the same age right everybody does not die at the same age we know this to be true people die at different ages some people live longer some people live shorter okay so what is it that that really causes life it's not the body it's not the blood something beyond that. It's similar to a video game. A video game like Grand Theft Auto or something like that. The video game has already been programmed. It already exists. The characters, everything is there for it to do whatever it do. But if you do not get in and become the player, you do not join in and input what you input... And actually um, make decisions and move the controls right it's dead it's a dead program it has no life it has no value it, in fact it has no value if you don't participate in the game it holds no value whatsoever likewise on this plane of things may manifest a lot of things that exist that have life that makes things function are the result of us participating in it right thus that ties back to the um, concept of thought is the cause of it all you have to participate in it now while we are here on the, in this physical body right we have choices that we can make but understand that it's not forever it must serve its purpose to a certain point in time that's why it's looked at as a thing where where it says about as the bird enclosed in the cage before it sees, yet tears not his flesh against the sides neither are you to work Vainly to run the state that you're in, but know it is allotted you, and be content with it. Know that this body is—it's only given to you for a period, short period of time, in comparison to your true life as spirit, right? Which is infinite. So, you know, with knowing that you're not going to run yourself raggedy and put yourself through unnecessary turmoil and things and then also you don't rush yourself to death okay you don't rush yourself to death that's why it says a good death is better than an evil life strive therefore to live as long as you ought to or you should not as long as you can while your life is to others worth more than your death, it is your duty to preserve it, right? Because some people want to live forever if they could. There are people who actually do. Some, some people who don't. Some people understand this. And some people want to rush themselves to death. Follow neither extreme. Because, as it says in the pinnacle of wisdom, you have to understand to what, to what end would longer life have served you? To what end? It's better to live a purposeful life than to live of a shorter time than to live a longer life with no purpose not fulfilling a purpose. And these are some of the things we have to recognize and acknowledge. And uh, we'll get more into this in our second half. There is a common saying, well, it may not be that common, But it is a saying that comes out of uh, the church, which is based in the book of Revelations. And that saying is, be in the world, but not of the world. Be in the world, but not of the world. So what that implies is to have an approach To life with unattachment it is the attachment that causes the pain which is what this chapter in pinnacle of wisdom is speaking to our greatest pain Buddha says desire leads to suffering right it's dealing with the attachment our greatest pain comes through our greatest attachment it's like the um, story of Willy Wonka, right? Where he made the uh, the chocolate, you know, mansion or whatever. You know, he was told not to live in it, right? You can make it, but don't live in it. You know, Willy Wonka went in it to live in, and of course, it melted, right? Um, there's various stories that speak to this kind of thing, right? Um, where there's also saying about the mass is apt to become the actor's face. Speaking about what we do in this life, while being in this life, we put on a mask. That mask is our persona. The word persona is Latin for the word mask. So we put on this persona while on this plane of things made flesh. And it becomes after be our face means we become attached to that persona, right? There's many different stories that, that will speak to that where, um, and it's a common thing. People get attached to titles. They get a new title and they really, they start moving different. They start talking different. Their posture is different. You know, they take more pictures of themselves, all types of stuff. And this is the trick of humanity you know, we hear about the statement of fallen humanity. Um, Humanity is the fallen state. Humanity is not something to be raised in and of itself. It is the, it is the fallen stage. You want to raise from being human to God, man, Right? You was once God, man, and you became human. Now you want to raise above beyond human to go to God, man. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? So you want to raise beyond humanity. That doesn't mean don't have compassion. That means don't have attachment. You can have, you can be compassionate and empathetic with people, but you don't have to be so attached that they lead you down to their level of misery because misery loves company. That is the the state of life. So when we speak about this, uh, when we speak about this aspect of life, that's why, you know, that statement is stated in the pinnacle of wisdom where it says, Though its ways are Unevil Yet They are not All painful Accommodate Yourself to all And where there is The least appearance of evil Suspect the greatest danger When your bed is straw You sleep in security But when you stretch yourself On a bed of roses You have to beware Of the thorns Right Because At your most comfort The comfort of these of the world eventually will provide will also be the scenario for your greatest pain and and the spiritual person understands that they comprehend that reality right so the thing is to be in this level of contentment not operate off of the pendulum of desires of of likes and dislikes because that will set yourself up for disappointment and pain. And then going into where it says for later on in the chapter that a good death is better than an evil life. Strive, therefore, to live as long as you should, not as long as you can, right? So you want to, again, you want to see this life for what it is as a vehicle in which to go through to learn your lessons and to pass your test because if you think about you know to what end it says well, to what end oh child of soul, sorrow would you live longer to breathe, to eat, to see the world all this you have done already too frequent repetition is it not tiresome right so so many things that we do as human beings we talk about the good old days Uh, you know we back in the day where you know we had kingdoms and there were great empires and you know we were in power and you know we come from a great people and all this stuff and there's a desire to recreate that somehow some way right while the intentions may be good right what is neglected is the spirituality what is neglected is the the spirit and you will see that you will see people who will have these grandiose ideas of how the people can come together and we can be a greater people we can be greater humans we can you know we can build our own nation we can have our own empire everybody's you know every guy got more material wealth but their insides are, are not wealthy They're lacking inside. They're lacking inside. That's why it says. In this chapter. That good. Is your power. The want of good is evil. To want good means there has to be a lack thereof. If you're wanting good. That means there's good. Good is not around. There's a lack. Want means lack for you to want something there has to be a lack thereof and the good flows from within it reminds me of that statement it reminds me of the um, the just going back to the Marvel theme I watched Luke Cage I watched um, both seasons and at the end Luke Cage um, for those who watched the show you know he came up came out of prison you know he was sweeping floors at a barber shop, you know but he had this special power even though you know he was just a nobody he was working two jobs you know he wasn't really respected he, he rose up the ranks pretty much by flexing his power his abilities and he became first he became famous That's how it started. It started with the fame. People he became known for fighting crime and all this stuff. Then eventually, people wanted to invest in him. But what was interesting is that he got so deep that he ended up acquiring what they call Harlem's Paradise. And keep keep the scenario. Paradise is heaven. This is Paradise was a club. So this club called Paradise, he inherited from a woman who was evil. She was she was evil, but she gave it to him supposedly because he loved Harlem as much as she did. So in the end, he gets. It's a spoiler alert for those who ain't seen it. So I'm I'm sorry if you've never seen Luke Cage. My apologies, but he gets it and he becomes he becomes the man of Harlem he becomes that guy right but in the underworld but he of course he has a good heart he's not trying to hurt nobody but he's respected by all the gangsters he's gangster now basically and the very last scene is when he goes into his office in the club and you hear the voice of his father person who played his father and his father said good flows from within he said your power you know, power flows from within and it, it was relating it to the good in you being good you have the power within and it was this whole thing about power power because his skin could bounce off bullets or power being money and all these things and at the end he's sitting alone and he has a sad look on his face and he's remembering what his father said that the power flows from within so relating to all of this right and we know in a deeper metaphysical aspect power is a manifest it is a result of force right and power is an illusion but my point of it is that we are so fixed on the aspect of wanting these things of the material world to define us rather than to already being defined and allow the material world to catch up. So this is pretty much what this chapter speaks on when it asks that Question in verse 16 To what end would longer life have served thee? You know, you know, to would you wish to have an opportunity of more vices? And as to the good, will not He, meaning the Creator, who limited your lifespan, be satisfied with the fruits of it? Say, There's a reason why people get old. The purpose of old age is to abstain from those vices, to abstain from those desires. You slow down, right? You're not trying to run the streets like you used to. But also, that goes, ties into a phrase in the Bible um, about the end, signs of the end of the world, that it would be better, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but it would be better for the Lord to shorten these days if they only knew. Like basically, it's best that these days, you know, be shortened. The time of this chaos would be shortened. Some mercy to do that, because if not you know you know people would it would even be worse so we think about life you know the scenario that's the narrative that's given is that life you know we're supposed to try try anything there's that phrase you only live once, which is a counterproductive phrase to say you only live once who came up with that statement first off because whoever came up with that statement is giving you the impression that your only life is your life on the physical plane and that your life on the physical plane only happens one time We won't even get into the reincarnation aspect because that's a whole other thing. But just to entertain, if that was the case, you only have one physical life, right? Once it's done, then what? (laughs) Once it's done, then what? Meaning the consciousness, if you're saying that the end of your very consciousness ends with the end of your life then you wouldn't be conscious of what you did anyway the only people who would, be, who would know of what you did because you're no longer in the state of consciousness that, being that you're dead supposedly allegedly are those who are conscious and alive in a physical form so it don't make a difference whether you do something once because you only live once or not it's a retarded statement it's a remedial statement but it's even more so dangerous because it for you to buy into that it removes you from your true spirituality and the true life which is the spiritual life because spirit man cannot die the spirit cannot die the body does so we have to have wisdom in that right and the the observation of nature helps one come to that wisdom um one of the greatest tricks is for us to take us outside of nature where everything is artificial and we're constantly chasing things one after another where you don't get the time to stop and be still if you get the time to stop and be still and observe nature it will open your world up to a, a, re- a world of possibilities a, a wealth of possibilities of realities, not even possibilities, realities of what life truly is beyond the physical. Because you'll get to be in tune with the cycle of life. You'll get to realize that there's cycles in life. Like for example, I myself, along with my wife, started a garden. Um and one of the things we we are learning is that which we knew y- you were told we were told this but we're experiencing it now it's an experience it's not just told to us it's not just something we read this is that food exists in cycles all plant life exists in cycles right um to I mean use the word crops you have spring crops summer crops winter crops fall crops you have seasonal They're, they are seasonal um, plant life seasonal food certain things are not in, in that in ties in with us as human beings eating these things you come to realize certain things are not supposed to be eaten year round certain things are not supposed to be eaten year round they are not by nature, according to nature, yet and still we eat it. Orange is not supposed to be eaten in the dead of winter, to give the example. Because it couldn't survive, it couldn't survive naturally, an orange tree wouldn't produce oranges in winter for you to be able to eat it. It would have to be placed in an artificial in an artificial environment for it to even exist as such. Or you would have to import it from a place where the weather is more conducive. But you yourself are not in that environment. So you're eating out of environment and out of nature. Now, most of us are guilty of that. Including myself. I'm just going to be honest about that. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm just speaking to a realization of how we've been re- so far removed <laughs> from what is. And the trick has been to keep us in an artificial mindset, you know, where everything is artificial, you know, everything. Of course, you know, you can get this instant, that instant. Um, You know, you don't have to wait. You know, why do it now? You know, but we operate naturally off a cycle time. It's not linear. It's cyclical. So that being said, that's what this speaks to. Um, You know, that's what this chapter speaks to it speaks to cycle of life it speaks to cycle of life because uh, you know that like it was said about the fish swallowing the bait or the lion entering the toils certain beings there are certain animals that are raised for the purpose of food that's their sole purpose to be food Yet and still They exist Most are not conscious Of such a thing And then there may be Those that are And have are content With their fate And then there are those Who have come to that realization I'm speaking of animals And they, they are of such a consciousness Where they will do their best to escape that fate whether they succeed or not is to be determined it is the same with human beings it is the same with human beings some of us through this programming and this matrix are nothing more than a food source for the quote unquote gods your food for the gods, but not necessarily food source in a sense, not necessarily. Is it always a food source from a physical standpoint that may happen too? Cause cannibalism does exist. It is real. Human organ, tra- uh, human organ trafficking does exist. It is real. Right? Right we've heard all the stories we, we don't have to get deep into that you can do your own research it is real however on a higher plane it could be the and it is your your mental emotional and spiritual energy is the food source your mental your emotional and your spiritual energy is the food source... For... These... Psychic vampires... These... These higher... Principalities and high places, if you will... That feed off of it... Some call it the Leviathan Force... Um, Luciferian... Whatever term you want to use... They exist... And... The greatest tool that is used to keep you raised like a farm-raised animal is the feeding of media, the media feed. The media feed is like chicken feed. You know how you have a conveyor belt? If you go to a farm, there's a conveyor belt, and that conveyor belt will have the feed feed and then the chicken will come when it's time boom, and it'll get that feed and they get fat. Some may even fight over, (laughs) over that feed. It's not really good. Like for example, kernels of corn. Right? Here's something to think about. Do chickens... And pigs naturally gather in cornfields? Something to think about. Something to think about. Just think about that for a moment. If they don't naturally gather in cornfields, why are they fed corn? Something to think about. And how I know is that when I was a child, I, I of course, was raised in New York. But I used to come down south into my grandfather's. My grandfather had a hog pen. He raised pigs. He had he grew crops too, but he grew food too. He had gardens and things of that nature. I remember that. But he he would take us to a hog pen, and I'm so glad I don't eat pork anymore. But um, in the hog pen, there was the conveyor belt and it was slop the slop was mud I remember it was it was mud watermelon rinds corn he used to go pick up bags of corn um kernels if I'm not mistaken it's corn kernels but I remember it was all mixed up and and they would eat the slop and all that stuff and you know it was what it was but as a as an adult as I grew grew older come to I just think about like they only ate it because it was fed to them that's not something they would naturally eat you know first here's a thought where do pigs naturally reside that's a thought you need to think about for a moment I'll let y'all I'll let y'all sit in there I'm not talking about a wild boar I'm talking about a pig where do pigs naturally domicile at (laughs) so it's something to think about okay I'll get back to me if y'all can come up with the right answer <laughs> but anyway my point of it is, is that human beings are the same way human beings are taking this these media bites from all forms not just you know your CNN's and stuff social media too all of it and we're only eating it because it's fed to us but we can choose you know if we raise our consciousness up, we could choose to not eat that know that that's not something to eat that was formulated and it's not for us our benefit in the long run it's just to get us fat for the slaughter so you now can look at media in a certain way where certain things are fear based and if they can get you to operate off of fear you will do what they tell you to do that's getting fat for the slaughter that's being food for the gods where you no longer operate in your god mind but you operate in a slave mind see uh, noble he talked about being redeemed from mental slavery because he already knew the physical slavery was over he said he come to redeem you from mental slavery and mental slavery is worse than physical slavery you may not want to accept it or believe it but it's the truth and mental slavery still goes on to this day and that is what we need to be emancipated from Marcus Garvey said Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. It is the self that frees the mind. That goes deeper than what you thought. Oh, it's a like number of ourselves can free our minds. He made a distinction between yourself and the mind the self is what frees the mind not the other way around it's not the mind that frees the self it is the self that frees the mind the self is higher than the mind you are not mind you have a mind your higher self your true self you you must learn to operate beyond the mind to control the mind thus master the mind thus being a master mind and that's what these episodes are all about so that you know we'll not be caught in the aspect of mortality and immortality we'll live, it's beyond that because we're not caught in the illusions of the world right that's why it said in that circle seven said, what then is life that man should desire it? What is breathing that he should covet it? Is it not a scene of delusion, a series of misadventures, a pursuit of evils linked on all sides together? In the beginning, it is ignorance. Pain is in its middle and its end is sorrow. See, in a sense, life is a direct reflection of the omnipotent. Right? Just as the lower self is a reflection of the higher self distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. So we have to we have to get to that divine state. Right? Just as the video game is a reflection, the scene on Grand Theft Auto is a reflection of what happens in what we call the real, quote unquote, real world. We got to get to our real selves and become one with the omnipotent. That's where the reality is. That is truth. And truth is art. So that concludes this episode. And I thank you all for listening in. And until next time, peace and love.